Welcome, or welcome back to Turner Syndrome Talking Tea with your host, Emily Seymour. What I hope for this podcast is, I hope it makes people affected by Turner Syndrome feel less alone. And I hope it spreads awareness on Turner Syndrome because it really needs it. I have lots of different perspectives on Turner Syndrome in this podcast from ladies themselves with Turner Syndrome to mums to dads to doctors a lot of different experiences with Turner Syndrome so there's something here for everyone so I hope you enjoyed this episode Hi everyone. So this week we have Katrina with us. Hi Katrina. Hiya. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Good, I'm very well, thank you. I'm very well. So I want to ask you a few things about Tannis, if that's okay. Yep. What's your relationship with Tannis? Um, I was diagnosed at five to six months old. Um, following having breathing problems at the hospital and um, my mum kept getting dismissed by the doctors so there was this junior doctor who was really good with my parents and kind of suspected that I had Turner syndrome so then they did the chromosomal test to find out and yeah I got diagnosed at five to six months. Yeah that's a good age, it's a good age. So you got growth hormone benefits, I know you see. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, that was a learning curve for both me and my parents um, because I remember that there was this nurse that had to show me using a doll and then um, my parents did it to start with and as I came more confident and comfortable around the growth hormone, um, I eventually took that role up myself. Good for you. Good for you. Did you feel more in control doing it yourself? Yeah, yeah. And it kind of gave me that sense of satisfaction that, you know, I had people who believed in me and believed that I could do, you know, my own growth hormone. Um, And I just also felt a sense of that it was just really beneficial to me for my height because that was one of the things I struggled with when I was really younger was being smaller than my peers so yeah it just all around it just helped me feel in control and gave me that confidence boost yeah oh good good so you mentioned a little something there it might be the same answer or it might not be I don't know what's your biggest challenge of Turner syndrome um, so I would say there's three kind of categories. One would be my health, one would be socialising, and one would be my specific learning difficulties. Um, I would say in terms of my health, the biggest challenge is um, having to attend lots of appointments when I was little and in school. Um, and obviously my peers didn't understand that, so I got a bit taunted, oh, you're skiving school kind of thing. I was like, yeah, no. <laughs> and in terms of the socialising, I got bullied a lot for being smaller, for wearing glasses, having hearing aids, um, and just my general social skills. 
Thank you for sharing your experience about bullying. So we've messaged and we've talked and you said you're comfortable with me asking you this. How has bullying impacted you? Um, I think bullying's impacted me on in two ways. Um, one with my mental health and the other side is my self-esteem and confidence. And I think the mental health side of it comes into anxiety and always sort of like trying to be a people's pleaser or trying to, um, I don't know, overthinking all the time, trying to think, you know, what's best in these interactions and always thinking about the interactions after it. Mm -hmm. um, because like you get that critical voice inside your head from having been criticised and bullying. Um, and, you know, bullying itself, it just, it can feel like you're on your own. And I think I did feel like I was on my own a lot um, when I was in school with the bullying. Um, but the one thing I definitely found helped was not bottling it up because when I bottled it up, it was just like a bottle being shook. You know, the more things happened, the more it kind of built up and it came out. Um, and... Yeah, I think there was even times where I'd be like scared to go to school. Um, but I guess knowing that I had the support around me helped me get through it. And obviously my parents encouraging me to, you know, go to school despite the bullying and trying to focus on what's important to me, which was thinking about my future and what I wanted to do, you know, help people so that they never have to go or feel alone. In terms of the mental health as well, it also created a sense of low mood and low self-esteem. And I guess I just didn't feel good about myself. Um, you know, I was always like criticising myself in terms of my appearance, you know, my interactions with peers. Um, so, yeah, I guess I just ended up not feeling great about myself. And I guess that just led to periods of like low mood self-harm suicidal thoughts and it's just yeah I think I'm very lucky to have the support I did around me because it, it really did help me get through it and knowing that I wasn't alone in my experience with the bullying you're very very brave thank you for sharing your experience and how it's impacted you bullying has a lot to answer for Mm -hmm. It makes me really, really sad that people think less of themselves anyway. But when you put bullying into that, I imagine that that's heightened a lot more than normal. Definitely. And, you know, bullying's only a phase, you know, it's, it's not forever, even though it feels like it is forever. And I think... That's also another important message I was given because, you know, it just felt like, oh, this is always going to be the case. And, you know, I'm I'm not going to be able to make friends or, you know, get on with life. But I've got friends and, you know, I've got colleagues who I call friends at work. And, you know, it has got easier the more I've, you know, grown up. And, you know, people do become a bit more understanding, not saying that it's perfect because, you know, you'll always get those who don't understand you or, mm -hmm. you know, why you present the way you do. But 
it's great that there's more people um, these days at least willing to try and understand you. Okay, so from that, what's your most positive experience of Tango's been? It's actually my first conference that I ever attended. Um, so I attended late. Um, so I had no hotel room booked, um, no like clothes. I was only going to stay the day. Um, but then I met a fantastic group of women who with Turner syndrome, and they um, they just were like took me under their wing, and they they lent us a dress, and they said that I can um also stay in the room that they were staying in. And we got it sorted with the hotel, so I paid towards the cost of the room. And, yeah, I just, right from the start, everyone was so kind and welcoming. And then we just kind of all got chatting. And, like, it's the first time I'd ever been around women with Turner Syndrome. And it just made me feel less alone and, like, to be surrounded by people who actually understand, you know, what it's like to be a woman with Turner Syndrome. Um, and yeah, I just count them as my friends for life. Oh, that's lovely. That's a really nice positive. Really nice positive. Mm. What's it's... your... No, firstly, what... how has the UK Support Society helped you? Um, so I did touch on the shared experiences with women with other... with Turn Syndrome. Um... I would also say that access to information, um, particularly for my parents when I was growing up, um, I remember that they phoned Arlene regarding the uh, growth hormone um, and, you know, the TS Society has fought a lot uh, to raise awareness about Turner Syndrome. And um, I believe that that is coming through even when you look at school in the sense like, I remember being in a biology class and they mentioned about Turner syndrome and I was just sat in the back thinking, I have Turner syndrome. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, just amazing to see how far the awareness has come. Yeah, it's really nice having that information all in one place, isn't it? Because often there's a lot of information in a lot of different places and not all of it is accurate. Yeah, that's really nice, isn't it? The website and the support society in general is just incredible. It How is. How helped you? No, sorry. What's your interaction with the society? Uh, I'm just a member of the TS Society and um, I try to go to um, a couple of their events. Um, so I went to their TS Society social weekend in Blackpool um, which meant that I was a bit of a tour guide. <laughs> um, but it was lovely um, just to be able to meet up with everyone. Um, and, yeah, I guess just attending the events and just, you know, hopefully sharing my experience. Well, you're not just a member. You are a member. I think it's it makes a subtle difference that we're just... It kind of, I see it as you're diminishing your role 
with the word just. True. But you're not, you, you remember, you remember. Yeah, and, you know, without the members of the society, you know, we wouldn't have the society. Exactly. Um, I just, you know, I get lost with sometimes with my words. <laughs> mm. It's not a criticism at all. It's just we're very good at being, as a tennis collective, we're very good at being humble and downplaying ourselves and our impact, I think, and what we've been through. Uh, is the uh, uh, most important piece of information of tennis, would you say? Um, I would say, you know, the understanding of what Turner syndrome is. So I think because it helps you begin to understand why you may have those specific struggles and challenges. And I think that leads to the acceptance. And I think with that acceptance makes you feel less alone, particularly, um, you know, with that statistics of, I think it's one in 2000 women have Turner syndrome. Mm -hmm. So even something like that, just knowing that you're not the only one is really comforting because sometimes you, you just end up being in your own bubble and you think, you, you well, it feels like you're the only one. Yeah. Yeah, until you actually meet someone or meet a few people, you do feel like you're alone, don't you? Yeah, and also remembering that it's um something that you live with for life as well. So mm. it doesn't determine you or shape who you are. It's just just a part of you. And, um, yeah, it doesn't make you less women or less, you know, worthy than anyone else. Mm. Completely, completely, 100% true. My um, saying that I really actually like, <laughs> that I made up myself, is the only difference with being diagnosed is knowing about it. You've always had it. So nothing, I was going to say nothing changes. Nothing changes physically. I mean, obviously, everything changes once you're diagnosed with mentally, mental health, researching it. But nothing actually changes physically. And, no. and there's lots of support out there as well, isn't there? Yeah, exactly. And I think it's quite comforting to know that nothing has actually changed about you. It's just your mindset. And how you see it. Is there anything else you'd like to add to this episode before we finish? Um, no, I could just say that my experience with Turner syndrome has been really quite positive. It's something I grew up with my entire life and it does come with its challenges, but there's plenty of support out there. And I think that's the main thing to remember is, um, you know, you will come across challenges and struggles, but you're not on your own and there's loads of support out there. Um, and you can pretty much live a full and fulfilling life. You know, it's at the end of the day, it's life that you want to live. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely, definitely. 
I've really enjoyed this, Katrina. Thank you so much. And everyone listening, see you next week. See you next week. I hope you enjoyed that episode. If you want to know more about tennis, go to www.tss.org.uk. And that is the website for the official Turner Syndrome Support Society UK charity. Or you can go back to my first ever episode on this podcast where I explain what Turner's is and how it's affected me. So I hope you have a really great week and I will see you in the next episode.